Hello, welcome to the Go To Him podcast. We're trying to promote men talking about their problems and mental health. In this episode, we are talking to Martin Berry from Mixed Barbers, a stalwart business from Hartford Town. We discuss the role that barbers play in helping their customers with their problems by creating a safe, comfortable space to talk. We talk about what it takes to just listen and be there. Please don't forget to like and subscribe at your podcast place, as well as subscribe to updates from us on www.gotohim.co.uk. Enjoy. Today we're with Martin Berry of Mix Barbers, a Hartford... It's Hertfordshire now. Hertfordshire-based barbers, and we're here to talk about Martin's experiences um, as a barber, helping people with... They're coming into his shop and chatting to them him about their problems and martin is my hairdresser and so we've had like barber yeah mine is my barber (laughs) god well i go in for my shampoo and sets and my blue rinses so you know um (laughs) yeah we discussed about like because when i was speaking to you about the podcast and even before then i mean i've been coming to you for years and years yeah yeah definitely and even before decades now that's yeah it's decades literally decades and even before when you were a Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah, 27 I've, years ago, that is. Yeah, I was coming in. Uh, my dad used to bring me into Mix. Yeah. And we, I, Mick used to do my hair. He was the quickest hair, like, barber, barber. <laughs> barber I've ever known in my life. And he was so accurate and so good. Yeah, yeah. Absolute it's, artisan. He was an old, well, the, the word barber in Latin is tonsorial artist. <laughs> so, so you think serial artist. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like throat surgery. <laughs> like that's, um, yeah, that's what it means. He was fantastic. He was absolutely fantastic, and um, he's still around, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's, he celebrated his 80th birthday on March yeah. the 14th. Oh, wow! I knew he was a similar age to yeah. my my dad. Because, as I say, like when he was in the arcade in Hartford, yep. my dad used to take him yeah, to so see Yeah, so dad got knocked down in 1981. So, uh, Bloody hell. And the reason I remember it because the year I was born. Oh, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, goodness me. Mix is, is a fantastic business. It's a proper, like, Hartford cheer. Yeah, it's just, it's it, like a we're actually the institution. Actually, we've become the, actually now, we're actually the oldest, not only barbershop, the oldest shop in Hartford Town. Really? Which is. Something is a uh, really, real great achievement. And, yeah, my goodness. And there's thousands. I mean, the shop alone's got that shop alone's got a six thousand customer base. Bloody hell! Which wow. is huge. Yeah, it's huge, and it's, uh, it's all is is male dominant. Yeah. And what's the population of Hartford? It's about twenty six thousand. Twenty six thousand. Yeah. About six thousand people coming yeah, into the shop. Right, it's yeah. big. It's huge. Crikey! It's uh, it's, it's it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive. It's really good. Yeah, yeah really, really good. To be honest, I've never had to go well, anywhere else. Well, like, like you said, it's a, it's a generational thing. We don't, yeah. we don't tend to see people now just for the first time as such, because we we now do, we do people in there as their great grandfather, the grandfather, yeah. dad, son, and well, Fred, my son Fred. He, yeah. he comes to see you. Oh, he doesn't like me anymore. He goes to my son. Yeah, he goes to James, doesn't yeah. he? That's oh. funny. Yeah, yeah. I've been pinned so off. That's I'm... the third generation. Yeah, my son. Yeah, my, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Mick's not actually my dad. Um, however, he's like my dad. He taught me more than anything. Yeah. Uh, I grew up on a pretty rough council estate, and he was more might was right rather than use your head yeah. back when mm-hmm. I was growing up. And uh, But he, he definitely steered me well away from that. And. Mm. Not only taught me the industry, taught me how to live properly. Yeah, it's a decent and, uh, geezer. Massively. Like, even to this very day now, like, it's weird with him because I haven't actually worked or for him specifically for 13 years now, I think it is. Mm. 
And yeah, every time he comes in, I'm still my boss. I don't, I don't swear in front of him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll smoke. I'm a 40 year old man. I'll smoke, and uh, not in front of him, I won't. <laughs> no, 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 that's proper respect, isn't it? He's, he's always, I was like, I wasn't always just ever so slightly scared of Mick. Oh, he's, he's a very, in a, he's, he's a fearful guy, but at the same time, he's very honourable and truthful guy. Oh, proper know, old school. He, 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 yeah, he was harsh but fair. Yeah. We was discussing, when when I was speaking to you about doing this podcast and just wanting to sort of make a difference and, you know, I was telling you all about me and Nick and mm-hmm. our relationship and how we got to be mates and yeah, how I we think... realised that we've been through some stuff and if we can somehow make a difference to other people and get people talking, it's mainly about getting men talking, really. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still a massive stigma, men talking. It's, yeah. Like, it's definitely an age group, I'm, mm. I'm finding, if oh, I'm right. honest. If you're pretty much 35 plus... Mm. They talk a lot less about emotion than yeah. 35 and under. Mm. That's interesting. Because um, I think 35 plus, this is my theory on it. I don't yeah. know how truthful or accurate this is. But you've grown up in a stage where you haven't got the smartphones and social media. Mm. So, like, every thought you had when you were younger, you just kept it in your head. Yeah. Whereas the younger generation now, the first bit of emotion they're getting, they're having a little Facebook kickoff or... Yeah, they're getting it out there. They can hide behind they're, something, they're, can't they? Yeah, I mean, some some is good and some of it's terrible. It's a channel, but it's a channel. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like their kind of release pattern. Whereas I do find like that thirty-five plus age group, mm. they don't do it. They don't hit their phones first. Or and do you find that the regular customers that are over the age of thirty-five, the yeah. more that you get to know them, do they eventually start opening up? Oh, massively, uh, one hundred and ten percent. There is, um, and I'd say it's not even. I'd say as little as three haircuts, like three months. Yeah. Because the thing is with us is I offer. It's actually Mick who used to say this to me. To be fair, a barber's chair is a is literally a confession booth in in a church. Yeah. It's because as soon as that mm. bloke sits down, they forget about the queue behind. It's just you and him. And the reality is, is that I'm actually closer to him at that point. I'm holding blades to the face. Mm. He's, he's, mm. He instantly has to have trust in me, and which pulls his barrier down. To talk, because he has to give me that trust. Yeah. So I'm, I'm literally coming at him with sharp objects in the head. If I have a mental outburst, like, he's, he's in trouble. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, but uh, it's, just, it's like, for example, when we have children for the first time. Yeah. And, and it's the biggest reason I believe they kick off and scream as much. is Because I always tell all new, new, um, people with newborns, bring them in with you instantly. So when the time, but they don't. They always wait till they're 18 months, two years for their first haircut, which is way too late. But it's the same breath. They've got a complete stranger. They don't know. No trust process mm. coming at them with, a, with an object. So their mummy and daddy is at home telling them to stay away from them. Yeah. It's a vulnerable place, isn't yeah. it? A barber's chair, just thinking about it of now. Of course, yeah. It, it is. is a vulnerable place. Absolutely. You're kind of wrapped up. You can't get your arms There's no out. No. There's no yeah. escape. You're locked yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, it is, it is when, once you get that customer in the chair, it's all about... <laughs> As soon as a barber believes the shop's about them, they've lost. Because at the end of the day, the, the only people that's important is the customer because without that customer coming through the door, there's no money to be made anyhow. However, once that customer is in that chair and you have that bond and trust, they will tell you everything. I mean, I mean generally everything. Mm. There is, I'll give you an example. This is, there was a chap who was heavily regular. He, was, uh, he had a high-pressure job and uh, basically had an affair. And... Uh, with the uh, uh, affair, obviously, the, his workforce found out about the situation. 
and gave him a choice. He could either go through the disciplinary HR thing because there's no in-house relations allowed to work and or resign with a clean thing. He had a wife at home and kids. So he's decided to leave. But he needed a job. He's got mortgage to pay and everything. Now, that man was coming into my shop near enough every other day after that fact because he was telling his wife he's going to work. Oh, wow. But he had nowhere to go. Oh, mate. Nowhere to hide. But at the same time, he was... That's really sad. He was living off a credit card <clears throat> and uh, to pay his until he got a job yeah. and paid it all back. He felt safe and secure to be able to come in and sit there yeah. two, three hours a day. Yeah, granted, the, uh, what he did was wrong. And he knew that, and he was ashamed of himself. But I, I liked the fact he had that safe space yeah, to come yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. Whilst he dealt with it all. Granted, in the end, he did tell his wife about it all after he got his job and everything else like that, and they are sorted through their problems, which is great. But uh, that's, that's just you, one example of so trust. Is there, like, a unwritten rule amongst barbers where whatever anyone's telling you, kind of like a doctor... It's, yeah, it's definitely a doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah, yeah. There is, honestly, there are 110%. I mean, I, I now have four shops. It's very hard to people manage, however. And I can honestly say, throughout all of my staff, not one of them is every time we have a conversation they've had with their customer. That's personal. There's 12 members of staff there now, which is good, but they're all busy. And they've all got their own <coughs> regular clientele coming through. Yeah, he's a very much a trust. I I wonder whether it's because you know, like you were saying before about when someone's in the chair, it's like a confessional. <coughs> I wonder whether also it's the fact that they are almost like forced with someone that is nothing to do with their everyday life I or their is, family. That is a big part of it. Because all their friends. We, we're kind of a stranger as such, and I do think they think they they feel they can talk without worry. Like uh, the priests and yeah. the fathers in, in church. It's a step out of reality. Yeah, just for 15, mm. 20 minutes of their life. When those conversations happen, obviously they feel a bit more better because they've released it to someone, but also they look better. They've got some stuff off their chest, they've got a new barnet, yeah. and yeah. they feel good. They feel, instantly feel a bit better about themselves. You said that like it's like three, like a three-month thing of coming to yeah, see you. Yeah, three haircuts, yeah. Three haircuts. So you're saying that it's mainly people... Like 35 plus. Yeah. It is definitely a 35 year old bracket. I mean, lockdown was a big thing for mm. me, to be fair. I didn't actually realise just how much we helped people mm. or how many, much people spoke to me until lockdown. Because mm. I had so many people messaging me through social media, some that had my personal number, even emailing me mm-hmm. just for a chat. People were even offering to pay me the price of a haircut, not wanting the haircut, mm. but they wanted to chat. Because I'm the only person they slag off their wife to. You know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was a lot of pensioners, believe it or not. Oh, really? A lot of pensioners, once they actually got to live with their wives for the first time, yeah. like doing their own thing, they really struggled. Mm. It was a big thing. Mm. And it affected a lot of people in so many different, different ways. So have you ever come across a situation where someone's come in and you you haven't known what to say to Like, it's been a something that you've you felt a little bit... Like, Out depth? Yeah, like out of your depth, like like you really, really, like you really, really want to help, but it's very difficult. Basically, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. Mm. The majority of the time, they're going to be full of crap. Mm. Right? Yeah. But they are still an opinion, still a discussion. There's never the only time I've ever struggled with people coming in is that they're dying, but no one knows. Their family oh, don't God. know. Yeah. They've told us. Yeah. That's hurt a few times because not so much for them. Because like, I want to tell their kids. Yeah, I want to... Because, yeah. like, their, their kids will be 
having a haircut every three hours' yeah. time. When yeah. they come in, and I know. Yeah. yeah. And I've got to keep quiet. That's, that's happened a few times, more oh, than I actually want. But mm. it's, their, but it's their choice. Some people just don't want to be treated any different in their final days. Yeah. No. And it's, a, in one respect, it's a privilege that they know. Because mm. we could all just die yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, like, at least they have that choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know, because we're not in it. No. We're never going to have that. Until I mean, it it's, it's up to your client, right? Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, if, if they feel safe in telling you that, that that's their outlet. You yeah. know, if you're the only person they've told, then there's a reason they're sitting in your barber chair, right? Not only for a haircut, mm. they, 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 they need to get something off their chest. Now, that, that's quite a lot mentally for you to take on, Martin. Do you follow any kind of methods or, or processes to, to help you deal with... The, the struggles you know, that people share with you. Well, my, my, my message is probably tell you, to be fair, is that sometimes you can have a bit of depressional days in the shop because cost of living, there's not many positive things being discussed in the shop at the moment, especially at the moment. But when I finish work, I tend to just like having a beer mm. and not talk to anyone just for now, just to leave work in that point. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Again, Mick told me this is that when you're a barber, you actually kind of put it on a show. You're literally the customer's actor for giving them the perfect service. But obviously, it does affect you. You do you do start thinking, and but at the same breath, a lot of people's problems have told me. I do believe they've made me a better person because they've kind of eradicated choices I may have made. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like understanding of society as well. Yeah, right? massively, mm. and mm. it is a task at times. And I've got this current chap at the moment. I haven't charged him for a haircut for two years because he can't afford it. He generally can't afford it, mm. but he's, he's he's a bad alcoholic. But he's a, he's an alcoholic for the wrong reason. He's just a lonely guy, and uh, but he comes into me, and I always tell him, "You got to stop drinking. You got to do this. You got." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, help yourself here. But I keep him in the shop for now, just cause, just because he wants to chat to someone. He wants people, someone just to not judge him. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know. Mm-hmm. And, just be normal. When you're in a situation like that, do you offer any kind of uh, guidance to professional help, or, or, we do. or are you just an ear? No, we do. We offer both. I mean, we all, we've got a lot of uh, cards from various mental health charities and AAs and drug-related charities. We don't leave them on display either. Um, we put them all behind the counter just so we can give them to them personally. Yeah. So no one can see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So we're not making that person. Suddenly seeing a queue of people, like, oh, he must have that problem. You yeah, know? you don't want them to stop feeling like they can't open up no. either, no, do you? No, definitely not. No, so That'd we, be awful. So all that's under the counter, out of the way. We do try it, but it is difficult at times. It really mm. is. Cause mm. A lot of people's problems are just, you think you've got problems until you hear some people's problems. Yeah, it, well, it puts your problems into perspective, perspective I guess. 100%. But then I guess we're all we're all different, aren't we? And What do you do? Because there must come a point where... You know, it must get a bit because you're, you're you know you run a business. You've got twelve people that you employ. Yeah, it's so. What do you? Who I mean, do you speak to? What do you do as a barber? Because you haven't got the barber to speak to, have you? Like you know, I have. I've got you to speak to. Yeah, yeah. And right. I should imagine if I'll you sit honest, down and have a haircut, they're a member of your staff as well. So you don't want to open up, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's certain members of my staff. Like we, we're not just boss employee. We mm. are, we are family now. We we work together for so long. Like. 
and some of them I generally would trust with my life and I'll always help them even if they left parted ways with me we'll always, we'll always be family it's the proper close network in that yeah. respect but myself I'm very fortunate I'm, I'm with a lady that I can tell her everything excellent and sometimes I'll just blur yeah. you know? I, I don't hold it back I personally went through a, a divorce and lost my life really mm. and got myself in a right bad dark hole and uh, just drank yeah. And but I, I very much distinctly remember sitting in a bathtub. I was sitting there for hours. And I, the water was completely freezing. I was like, this is no point. No, there's no point. No one needs mm. me and all the rest of it. Mm. But it was actually my children. They actually phoned, they actually phoned my son, phoned me that day. Just, I'm, just, oh, I'm not supposed to see you till Saturday, but can I come see you tomorrow night? And mm. Instantly. It's just that one little phone call just made me forget my wife's actually feeling. I was like, yeah, mate, no worries. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. come pick up straight after school. Yeah. <laughs> Went straight into dad mode, straight yeah. into protective mode. Your light goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And it just pulled me out of that little, that moment. And uh, mm, mm. and it's weird because I've never, ever felt that way. I, I generally have never, no, ever been... I, I, I remember when, a, when, when yeah. all that happened because I remember you, like, being married and where yeah. you were living and I remember also when that all ended... I just really, I genuinely, really, really felt for you because you you ended up living in in a flat, didn't you, on your own? Yeah, and yeah. I just really felt for you. And strangely, and the weirdest thing, because yes, my name's Martin, mm. but everyone calls me Hank. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, that's my nickname. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also my stage name. I walk into that barber shop, and you t- you're I'm Hank. Hank. Yeah, yeah. I'm Hank now, and it's weird. All my worries are gone. I'll be talking away, just going into business mode. Yeah. Till I leave about them being mine again, I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's arguably your your protection barrier, right? From what, what you're about mm. to hear mm. throughout yeah. the day. Yeah, hundred, yeah. that is it. It's like my alter ego. That's just, yeah. I leave Hank at work. And, uh, See, Hank never, the hairdresser, yeah, no barber. barber. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, right? I've never called you Hank no. because I, I think I don't even know why I knew that your name was Martin. Right, all those years ago. And then it got to the point where if I'd have started calling you Hank, it had been weird. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's weird, not many people. So when were. Freddie was little, well, I would say, should we go and see Martin? Like, I never would call you <laughs> Hank. Right. Yeah, should we go and see Martin? And, and then we, and you say, yeah, yes, yeah, go and see Martin. It is weird, even when I introduce myself to people, I tend to say always Hank first. It's, yeah. it's just become me. But I'm guessing that that, that was created by Mick, though, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a silly thing, really, because my name's Martin, but yeah. when I was growing up, my name... Just turned to Marv for no yeah. re- real reason, and then when I started working with him, and uh, he kept calling me Marv. I said, "Like everyone calls me Marv, just call me Marv." He goes, "I'll call you Hank then," as in Hank Marvin. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> that was it, and it stuck. <laughs> that was it. He later, he later turned into uh, he'd tell people, "Yeah, we call him Hank because he spends too much time in the toilet." Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. You know who Hank Marvin is, don't you? Yeah, I, I didn't know that you'd know who the shadows were. Oh, come on, you know my, uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my, know. my music taste but is But you're far is cooler very, than uh, me, white. and I didn't want to just... <laughs> yeah. Do you know who he is? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I know he used to do that dance, didn't he? He's 81 now. Is he? He is. Crikey. Is he still hungry? Who, Hank? Yeah. Hank Marvin. Hank Marvin, yeah, 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 yeah. still starving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on out. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> you know the points in this where we're supposed to laugh at each other's jokes? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll do my best. So when you have... Um, 
you, you get apprentice hairdressers. Barbers. Barbers, sorry. Fuck <laughs> oh, me. Do you know what, right? Just for the purposes of the pod, right? We'll just leave that in. We'll just, I'm, because I'm, not, I'm not editing out any uh, any time hairdressers. Said, Jesus. It should be a five pound donation. Absolutely ridiculous. Some mental health charity. Yeah, I can't get you say that, it, Alan. No, it's so ridiculous. I can't get that right. Anyway, <laughs> so you have people come in as apprentice apprentice barbers. Yes. So when you see what they're studying in their college courses, I assume they yeah. do like a college thing. They don't just do they. Su- have you ever had anyone who's solely trained under you, or yeah, have they? Have most they- of my staff are. Oh really? To be fair, because colleges ain't worth a wank. Oh really? It's that bad. It's oh, a I didn't realise. Safety course now they don't actually teach you to cut hair. Oh. Teach you how to be a hairdresser, but not a barber. It's, it's, wow, I didn't. Although know that. We, we still send them through the colleges because they do need their qualification and. Uh, Get their health and safety bits ticked off, but if you'd purely done a college course, you won't be a barber. Oh right, and it's that bad. Unfortunately. So they, so I'm assuming then that that there's nothing in what they learn of barbering not for in those all, courses, not for psychology wise, to do with how to nothing like nothing even any sort of like customer service type things. Uh, or? Their customer services, literally, to be fair, their customer services to do a uh, they call it consultation about yeah. your hair and how they're going to do it and offer yeah. you a cup of tea and coffee while they do it. There's no actual com- conversation. It's all about upsell, yeah. um, selling the product. But as a business, it's it's they teach you everything but being a barber. And they don't they don't then teach you, or rather, you have to learn on the job. Yes, like all this stuff that we've been speaking to up now. I mean, it used to be a case of the educational system. It used to be a case you had to be working in the barbershop environment to do the course, mm. and all the assessors would come out to the uh, the barbershops mm. was. Now they do not, and, uh, no. and unfortunately, the, the, a lot of the colleges, especially locally, they're uh, they're taught by barbers that are not barbers, never worked in a barber shop, no. they've just gone college course, college course, college course, yeah, and they've no understanding of the trade. So there's a big luxury at the moment. It's, it's, I, I find this quite astounding. Well, to be way. fair, if you want to go onto the barber collective, this mm. one, I think it's one of the reasons why the the Lions Barber Collective set up when they did because. Mm. They go out to barbershops, colleges, schools, to do seminars on men's mental health, how to deal with things, because mm. it's not taught no. anymore. So, yeah, so mine's, um, he's referring to the Lions Men's, what is it? The Lions Barber Collective. The Lions Barber Collective. So can you like give us a bit of history of them and why they were created and how you became aware of them and how it's affected you as a, as a barber? Not what a head, they do. Not a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, what they do. Well, the Lions Barber Collective was set up by a chap called uh, Tom Chapman, mm. um, who went through his own personal ordeal back in 2015, as we now know, um, and realised about men's struggle and suicides and just mm. how badly it affected him and people around him. Yeah. So he set up a group to basically make a barber shop safe place for men to talk mm. openly and also get help. Yeah. And knowing that men can talk through, there is that option. There is mm. going to be a light at that tunnel if you just turn that light on. Mm. You know, mm. it's, mm. it's not always going to be a dark, dark place. Mm. And mm. they've done very, very well. Mm. They've got a big talk on Talk TED, I think it's called. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Is it talk TED, Talks. TED Talks. TED yeah. Talks, yeah. yeah. Massive. Have a look oh, at wow. Definitely have a look at that. It's a great, yeah. great little show that we've yeah. got on there. I was going to say earlier, they're literally doing the um, the racing thing. 
this was the uh, what, what what kind Br- of racing was this? It's the British GP Championship. Oh, right, yeah. GT, GT Championship. Yeah, which is uh, watched by eighty five percent of all viewers are men, mm. and they've got their own car racing in it. Yeah, with with the with the, with the, the their the, own livery, the, the logos, yeah. the delivery of the system, yeah. Yeah. and all proceeds are going to men's mental health. Yeah, all it's of fantastic. it. Hey, it's really it's, it's fantastic. It's really good, it? and. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, they go around two colleges, two barbershops to try and educate mm. people, which unfortunately our actual ed- government educational system is not doing. No. And what, what, sort, what sort of methods do they follow to educate? <laughs> I think it's more a case of just explaining their own personal experiences, um, what it takes to be a barber, what problems you're going to have and going to listen to and what your job as a barber should be. Or how you can guide someone—not just in the barbershop, but how people should be treating other people in general way of mm. life, anyway. But this is, like I say, the barbershop's the safe zone. So the more people that can actually understand that, because we are <coughs> having a sticky moment in our industry with youth, uh, because all they're interested about is their own self-worth, not the customer. Yeah, it's more about their Instagram profile. Oh than, right, that's a big issue now. Yeah, it's a massive, massive issue. They've taken an hour to do. You book you in for an hour. And they really want a photo shoot afterwards for their Instagram page to make them look at me. That's not a barbershop to me. No, it's it really not. Hence no. no. why I'm growing my company to keep setting up barbershops, safe spaces. Well, that, well, joking apart, that is more your hairdressers. I agree. Yeah, That's, it? that is it's all, not barbering. I'm, it's more. I generally agree. They are men's hairdressers. Yeah. they're not barbers. No, and unfortunately, they do get offended when I say to them, "You're not yeah. barber. You're hairdresser. You're a yeah, men's yeah. hairdresser." Yeah, it's not. No, blokes generally want to come in. Have a good chat for twenty minutes. Great haircut. Yeah, and dirty off. It almost feels like um, like a campaign thing that needs to be sorted out. I, I, oh, there I mean, is, that's. A, I mean, the, there's a group of us. There's loads of us. You got the British Master Barber as well. But this is the industry thing. But we're all trying to get it all licensed. Yeah. To make sure, because like to become a barber in six weeks now, you can actually become fully qualified in six weeks. What? Yeah, you can't do nothing. <laughs> it, it's perfect. It's like a proper... I see, it's like, I don't know if I was saying to you or, one, or Jay... Well, I or what, it was five years. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just, it feels like a... It is like a proper, proper trade. It's like 100%, a... 100%. And you can do really well, but unfortunately, you've got so many of these... I was going to mention them, but I won't, for academies and schools yeah. setting up. The the value in the trade, but the value in the barber and the value in the service, and, and ultimately the service part of it is the biggest is, part. Is the is the thing which should create a safe space 100%. for men to go. Hundred percent. Whenever I come to your place, it's oh, it, it's such a nice atmosphere. It's just it's just it just sort of feels just like a well. I, I hesitate to say this because this is probably it's like too a pub much. It's like a, sort of like a home from home type yeah, thing. You just go be. in, just chill out, say hello as you go in. Yeah. And just chill out, and then whoever I get to do my air, yep. it's you just sit there and chat for 15, 20 minutes, and it's and it's lovely. I wonder whether this is sort of like a, a schooling type thing. I don't know whether it was one of the other pods we were saying, one of the other episodes. I can't remember which one it was, but we were saying about <laughs> how this kind of thing should be taught in schools. I can't remember what one it was. We were, I'm convinced we've spoken about this before, but like with like you know with the whole sort of with your mental health and being able to express yourself and things like that, I'm, I'm convinced we've we've referenced it. But this is this is why this this is this is a bit of a thing. I it think, is to yeah, an I agree. extent because if you've got like <laughs> like kids like I don't know, sort of in their late teens, early twenties, wanting to be a barber, I generally it's a big worry now. Like I do think for the uh, 
the younger generation, to be mm. fair. It's um, because they don't they don't look for their own self worth anymore or self appreciation. Mm. They literally just look to see how many likes they can get for a post on an Instagram post to see if they've made the right decision. Mm. It could be the complete wrong one, but mm. if they've got more followers and Mm. They've done well. It's digital love, isn't it? It is. It's digital mm. love. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't. They don't uh, know how to how to be loved by another. Perhaps no, no they, they don't. And, no. and they're creating their own wrong attitudes as well now. That there's a lot of self entitlement now, like massively with the younger mm. generation, mm. because mm. they see these YouTubers and these influencers, and they, look what I've got. I've got this. They, they don't see that. That thirty-second video that they've just got a million likes for has probably taken them six, seven, eight hours, ten hours, whatever, and load of editing to get it to the perfect view. Goodness, yeah, and absolutely. Like, they don't see all that effort and time they've done, or all the endorsements and money they've been thrown at, yeah. to get it to get their advertisers. All they are, are glorified mm. advertisers. That's, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not. It's not influencers; they're advertisers. Mm. That's that's the big thing. Yeah, we yeah. we get requests all the time at work. Mm. Is the, there'd be an influencer that's. Um, Go into a country, so uh, mm. I work for a car rental company. Yeah. Um, and there'd be an influencer going to a country, and they're sending an email saying, Hey, I'm coming to this country. How would you like to give me a, a, a vehicle and I'll document uh, you know, how great your brand is and um, share that to all my followers? Mm. Uh, it costs uh, a free rental, which is cheap advertising. Mm. Uh, it, it does have its uses because to you know, someone that has got you know, we're a global brand, and someone that has got you know five hundred thousand followers, if they are saying, "Hey, look, we're picking up this car from this um, vehicle rental mm-hmm. company," um, it's been a great service. I highly recommend it. Yeah, get, get that. that. Yeah. Gets out to a good reach. Yeah, and and it's just cost the uh, you know it's the cost of a rental, which mm. which it, it can yeah. be a really good stream. Well, but yeah. I agree with you. I mean, my, my I mean, kids watch these. Um, YouTubers quite often, and, and whenever I throw a kind of dig about them, they normally come back with something quite um, quite interesting that I never knew. What was what was there? There's a guy, Mr. Beast. Oh yeah, and, I see now, and, Mr. Beast. And what, <laughs> yeah, what I know he's about done? Mr. Beast. He's apparently he's currently paying to have the sea completely cleared of all the plastic. Yeah, that's what yeah, he's, he's trying a to billionaire. Do, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. billionaire. <laughs> And he um, he's done all sorts of really lovely charitable things. Yeah, he's things. done a lot of good. Yeah, fixed people's like got fixed people's eyesight, paid for people to have like eye surgery. Um, I don't know does... what his background is. I don't think he started as an influencer though, did he? I don't know what he was before he was a YouTuber. Right. I don't know, but he almost, may have been. I don't know. I don't even know what he did. On his this is like this is generational. So, so I put YouTuber and influencer in the same bracket. So that's uh, yeah, probably quite a of me. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> know. I don't believe that is to be fair. Yeah, it's, I I don't even know what he used to do in his videos or whether he still does all that. I don't know. I don't got a clue. I had a young lad come for an interview two three months ago, and he basically when he came to an interview, he uh, he had very little experience. So I said I'd make him a junior barber, and he said no no no, I would be a barber on full pay because you need me. <laughs> I was like, why do I need yeah. you? Well, I've got over a hundred. I've, I've got fifteen thousand or a lot of followers, a lot, one hundred fifty thousand, mm. whatever, on on his Instagram page. Yeah, how many of them need haircut? And I said, well, I said to <laughs> yeah. my response is honestly, if you had one hundred fifty thousand customers, you wouldn't need me. But here you are asking for a job. Exactly. Well, he, he said, if he's red different, if he's monetizing on that those amounts, that's enough. It may, it may be doing on. well, but. Yeah, in my game, it really doesn't matter how many followers you got because we're all localized. 
it's well, yeah, and weird. also like like you were saying before, it's like um, it's all about the values. It's all about your values and, yeah. and why you're doing it. And and actually, I think um, yeah, I just think it's such a gigantic shame that people don't see this about barbers. Is I, th- I, I do think a lot of people do do see it. Mm. But I don't think the younger generation do yet, but the, a lot of the younger generation hasn't really encountered real problems yet. No, so maybe things will change in the, as they get yeah. older. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, mean, I, I d- despite the look of me, I, I love going to my barber. Yeah, my my, my barber is it. I mean, I sit there for an hour, maybe longer, because uh, there's generally a waiting time, and it, it's it's fun. Yeah, I know what I'm walking into. You know, I have to be prepared for banter. I go I go to see Dave Perry. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I've been going to see him for for a long time, and I'm, I know that you probably know him well. I've been going there for. What I know I walk into every time, I, I know I'm going to get a beer, I know I'm going to have the piss ripped out of me, and I know I can rip the piss out of someone back. Mm. And that's why I yeah, enjoy that's all going. Yeah, yeah and, that's exactly and that, what, that, That's what I love. I know where I'm at. There's yeah. definitely like, a fine line between banter and insults, but it's, uh, we have all of them, don't we? Like in our, in our shop, we have all the banter, the beer, the mm. TV. It's, it, it's what it's, that's what, that's a, it's a safe environment for a bar. Yeah, it's, it's a safe, it's a safe space, isn't it? That's exactly it. You yeah. start the conversations off. Yeah, yeah. So going back to what I was saying before, so you get so you get somebody new in to learn how to be a barber. Do you generally try and gauge that person's personability, if, if you like? If, if that is such a word, so how personable they are to someone, and if they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, a lot. The majority of the youngsters, we literally judge them on their own personality at first. Mm. If, like, if I'm fair and honest, because they have to be accommodating, they have to be polite, they're not going to be. Like, like instantly go yeah above this that the, mm. you know mm. got to talk correctly to mm. so instantly build up their client base because if they haven't got that from the start they'll never grow no. because if they haven't got a personality um, of their own then the customer will never trust them enough to let them practice on their hair mm. Mm. it only takes a little yeah. like two or three visits and for a customer to see he's still there he's that, that young lad's because we that's one thing we've we've noticed. It's got harder over time, is that the youngsters. It's harder to get them to engage mm. with people face to face. It's because they engage over phones, don't they? So, like that is the first thing we do is try and literally as soon as they come in, they have to greet and welcome everyone. Yeah, and listen to the customer's response. Mm. If they say, "How are you?" Mm. Say, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, how's your day? Like start that conversation. Try and because a lot of them when they come to us, they'll just. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. sit there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get them going. Do it three and times, and then that person will suddenly let them cut their hair. And that's massively different to the hairdresser, which will always say, you're going on holiday this year. Yeah, yeah. Right? Something for the weekend, <laughs> yeah, sir. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, and older actually, um, when Mick used to do my hair, regardless of the time of the day, he used to say morning. Yeah, we still do. Yeah. We still do. It's, do uh, yeah, it's, 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 like, it's one of our gimmicks, I suppose. Yeah. But sort of that you answer the phones. I even asked my mobile saying morning mix and <laughs> forget it. It's always morning. Yeah, it's, it's only because I only pay the staff half day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, quite no. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just that little gimmick and it gets you remembered and it starts the conversation. That is the biggest thing: starting that conversation. Yeah, and then whether they're actually having a perfect day or or not a perfect day. Yeah. So do you? So, do you ever sort of speak to your? Or I guess you must do, or your apprentices, or about 
you know, if someone says to you, what do you, how do you train them in if someone wants to speak to them about something? It's a bit delicate. Well, you see, that doesn't really come to the apprentice till later on, mm. to be fair, when they're actually starting at, um, not being watched. Like, oh, right. Not yeah. being tutored so much. Mm. When they start, once, so probably after about a year, they're actually doing things themselves a bit more fluently mm. and then start to engage with the customers. That's when the in-depth conversations start happening. Mm. Mm. By which time, I'll be honest, they've watched so much about how we all work. Yeah. It's already embedded in their heads how to yeah. behave. Mm. So, like, we don't really have, have to have many conversations, to be fair. We have to have the... A few say, like, rain it in, or like, yeah, you can't say that. Mm, mm. Like, just because you believe that doesn't mean the world believes that. That's mm. yeah, everyone's yeah. got different views. Yeah. And, and let's face it, you do put some proper hours in in that yeah. shop. Yeah, we do work it's a lot. Like, you, know, you, you guys do. Well, we're busy. It's yeah. like, I mean, we're not only the oldest shop in town, we're the busiest shop mm, in town. It's yeah. by a big margin. Yeah. And it's hard to fill it all in now. Everyone's lives different. Time sc- everyone's time scales are different. Mm. Some like early morning, some like late night. and... Mm. That's why you have to, you have to be around. Because this is the thing about if you want to be a barber, it's not a job; it is a lifestyle. It's a vocate. Is it? Is that the right the right word? Vocation. Vocation. Yeah. It's like something you're born to do. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to something you can like fully learn from scratch. You know, like with um, midwives and people. <laughs> I'm not saying that you, yeah. you, you 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 know help someone give birth in the show. Let's not rule it out. Oh, I mean, you've got plenty of pairs of scissors. I've never had anyone give birth in there. I've had I've had people die. Oh really? Uh, in yeah. the chair? No, no. I've had uh, two people. We had one, one chap. To be fair, again, he used to come in every week, every yeah. Friday morning, and uh, he used to have to make him a cup of coffee at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh. Make him a cup of coffee, and uh, he would uh, bring his whiskey flask and tip his whiskey into his coffee. And then uh, this one particular day, we thought he fell asleep. Just, oh, just bless him! Just died in the corner. And, uh, oh, no. We had another chap, not it's only a couple of years ago now, um, just feeling all a bit faint, and we had to give him mouth to mouth to get him going again in the oh middle of the shop. That's that's happened. We've had someone's walls breaking there. Oh really? Yeah. So someone nearly yeah, did. Nearly give did, birth. but uh, that that happened. Um, yeah, yeah, don't but, name it, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, no, Hank, yeah, no, they didn't know. They're not that cruel, are they? But, yeah. um, <laughs> Yeah. Now, so, literally every scenario I think can possibly think of has gone yeah. happened in that shop. Yeah. Do you have much contact with any other barbers with the same ethos as you? You go to shows and I mean, to be fair, the majority of traditional barbers mm. do have that ethos. Mm. I mean, a lot of established barbers do, but the majority, I'd definitely say the majority of proper barbers definitely do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because we all do the same job. We all... That is what we are. Yeah, yeah. We, we are a, a counsellor one day, and uh, well, a guidance therapist, and or just their stylist, or yeah. whatever you know, whatever we need them to be. And it, it's uh, it's just dawned on me that we've managed to speak for forty six minutes, and we, and we we really haven't kind of spoken about haircuts or anything at all. It's almost off subject when. Ultimately, that that's what people sit in your chair to have. They don't. Know? To be but fair, the people tend to tell us about it. the first twenty seconds. Depending on tell, tells them, they tell us what they want. Yeah, and the rest of us about their lives. Yeah, yeah. It, that's or the banner or 
how shit top them off. That's a frequent yeah. discussion. Stop hate. Yeah. <laughs> but even when you were talking about someone going to college and, and you know, doing the <coughs> course and, and, and just kind of having an accreditation, um, for want of a better word, but, um, you know, you, you you said something interesting, like you, you don't come out, you, you're not a barber. Right? Yeah. You, you didn't say they come out and they can't cut hair, but it's, it's you're yeah, not it's a, a barber. barber. A and I like that. I, li- I, like, I like how you've described what a barber is. And at no point, I can remember in the last 46 minutes, it's someone that can cut really good hair. No. Like cut, cut really good haircuts. It, yeah, no, yeah, it's about being... And I like that. That's, yeah, that's, it's... Yeah, it's cause, yeah, do you know what? This, I've been doing this a long time, I've never thought of it that way myself, but you're right. It's, yeah, yeah, 110%. Obviously, you've got to be able to do the job, but mm. at the same breath, that's not what a barber just... Anyone can just cut it. They, they can. Mm. And... Uh, but being a barber is something different. It takes a long time. It really yeah. does. And a lot of effort and generally a lot of care. And it, and it's physically and mentally demanding, isn't it's it? It's definitely more mentally straining. It's, mm. uh, it's a big thing, the mental side. Like you say, cause, like, we do have feelings too. We take things home personally mm. that have been said and mm. without needing to. But it's just... It's impossible not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's become something as you get older, you just learn to leave. Well, I guess you learn your own methods, don't you? And like you said, you've got a really lovely missus who you can go yeah, home yeah. and you can vent to and you can speak to her and, yeah, yeah. and she'll be an ear for you to listen to. Yeah, I mean, like with my staff, when they need to vent, they do vent to me. Like, it's, yeah. They do. I am their release. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's one member of staff, it's like she works for me, and to be fair, the only actual real business side of stuff I actually talk to her about is like she texts me on a Saturday, t- tells me how much money I owe. That's it. But mm. when it comes to life, yeah, we can easily be on a, a five minute call or a two hour call. But yeah. about just life, we are. That's one thing I'm proud of the mixed barbers chain now, I suppose mm. it is. Mm. We're family. We are. We yeah. all look after each other. Yeah, yeah. 110%. And, yeah. Uh, Whatever they need, whatever the, 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 I'll help the best I possibly can, and they'll yeah. do the same for me. I know it. And it's just it's grown now to your fourth. Yeah, fourth form we're opening up in Royston on April tenth. Yeah, which uh, and we're, even on our open day, we're doing all that for charity for mm. uh, the Winston Foundation and Mary Foundation, mm. and that's all for bereavement kids. Uh, the kids have lost all their families through oh, wow. sicknesses and health. There's a girl called Rianne. She actually works in the White Hart Pub, mm. and she's. Walking from Edinburgh to Hartford. Oh, blimey. For this charity. So that's what we're doing it on the yeah. day. And then the rest of the month, it's all promotional work, like promoting you guys as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And like throughout for the whole of the month. And mm. uh, well, it'll be on the screens anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Say so we'll, we'll be on the screens. Tell us a bit more about the, uh, the screens you have in your shop's mind. Well, basically. Again, um, something we do for all of our customers because they support us, we want to support them back. Um, because times are hard, it's always hard to get something. So we've got TV screens where we'll, if they want us to, we'll advertise their company completely free of charge just so they may get some more custom or work mm. out of us mm-hmm. or through us or just so they better their lives still. Yeah, it's like we're not like the post offices, and they're going to charge you a <laughs> stupid fee, yeah. monthly fee, to have that screen while you're sitting in the queue to get your stamps. Mm. It's you're sitting there like 
you've got the football on, you've got the advertising screens, like you say, you're in that safe and having a beer. And you might just think, oh, I need an electrician. Oh, there's one up there. Yeah. There's, <laughs> you need this. Oh, there's yeah. one up there. Yeah. And just, it's there. It's, mm. It starts that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's again, fantastic. Yeah. It does start that conversation again. Yeah. And especially now, it's such a digital platform. No one's got business cards anymore. No. Uh, no I bet they don't actually. Happen. The one thing that you you do in your your uh, barbers that is that you don't set fire to people's ears. Yeah. And no. I very much appreciate that. Yeah. Because why there was, we doing that? There was literally one instance, and I don't even remember what the circumstances were, where I couldn't get. I had to get my hair cut quickly for some reason, and I couldn't come to you. I don't know what it was. This is pre-COVID, and um, I uh, I ended up having to go somewhere, and the guy didn't even tell me he was going to do it. <laughs> he just said he mumbled something. Fred was having his hair cut at the same time. Obviously, he didn't set fire to his ears because I don't know how old he was. But yeah, he didn't even tell me and set fire. To, I did, honestly, that was I found it quite traumatic. Have you ever had that done? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that that's a the, the no, look. I know they're everywhere, Turkish barbers. Yeah. But but if you go to a, you find one in North London, mm. right? They, they've got their own way of doing things, mm. right? And they're they're yeah they're, they're highly skilled at it. Mm. Problem is, there's 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 so many that that aren't now mm. that I wouldn't want them. The majority of the Turkish right? barbershops you say are not Turkish barbershops. The genuine oh. Turkish barbershops are very good. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The other ones, that, not so much. That's yeah. a proper service as well, isn't it? The proper yeah. Turkish barbers. If, if that's you, like a if they hot if they serve you the coffee, yeah. you walk in and they serve you that Turkish coffee. That's a proper. That's one, the I would one. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Well, you're not going to sleep for a week if you have one. Well, no, yeah, just, you do. You're off your nut. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last because I do a lot of these barbering conferences and that and. Uh, yeah, you see, try the samples of these coffees, and I love coffee. Yeah, I've never had my eyeball shake, <laughs> and, and it's only, shake. you get you get such a small amount as yeah. well. She's right, so like, bloody hell! Yeah, I, 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 she has the next experience at lunch. Trying to come level myself. Was it down. so? That, does it come in like one of those sort of like espresso cups, or is it just like in, is it like in a little shot glass? Yeah, they're like, they're like the, I think traditionally they don't have a handle on. Do no, they? they're so. like a little little. It's like a little porcelain cup. Yeah, yeah but what do you have to down it? Well, it could do. I mean, it, or is it really hot? It's supposed to be hot. hot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you'd damage yourself, wouldn't you, if you downed it? Yeah, it's just pure caffeine. Yeah. yeah. Crikey. Yeah. It's, uh, sometimes it's An opium, probably. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the consistency of mud as well, like a muddy oh, puddle. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's probably been brewing for whatever these beans Years. are. Yeah, for bloody ages. <laughs> Since the old Silk Road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, crikey. Yeah, no, but what happened? My ears set on fire. That It's actually really dangerous for you as well. I don't, the, uh, I don't understand it's the, the reason why we it. never went into it. It's... Um, is it literally just to get the hairs out? Get the hairs out. Yeah. It is, but if you've got a wax build-up in your ear canal, yeah. because the flame will keep burning until there's no more hair to burn. Oh. It's, that's how yeah. flame's got to feed on something. Yeah. But if you've got a wax build-up in your ear, yeah. you can Google it yourselves. A lot of eardrums are burst by this method Ooh. because the wax build-up's down in your ear canal. Yeah. That flame's travelling, hits the oxygen packet pocket behind that wax build-up. Yeah. Bang. Little explosion inside well, your head. I think I was lucky then because he only did. It's the rare tops. to have. It's rare to be like to happen. Yeah, but, yeah, he just did the tops of my ears. 
and it's sort of like he came out with this like um, this like, like stick with this cotton wool on it that he'd set alight. Yeah, and he just, didn't even tell me. Yeah, just taking it off. Mate, that was a shit haircut as well. That was <laughs> fuck me. That that was awful. In actual fact, I remember coming back. To <laughs> I remember coming back to your place, and whoever cut my hair said, "Who on earth cut your?" Hair? And I remember. It, my hair was only fixed after about two or three cuts. It's it was that bad. Cut the, they cut the crown off and uh, leave it longer towards the front. <laughs> if, uh, you know. and, and I like I like that about barbers as well. Right? You, you can you can sit in a barber chair, but, and if it's your regular barber, you've been somewhere else. Go back to them. So they, they they'll know. know. They know. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's kind of weird because like, all my guys have been taught my methods or ways, and don't get me wrong, there's some of them that haven't um, learned fully, but. I can always, even when I work in the other shops, I always know when a customer that I've never met has been to somewhere else other than us. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Love that. That's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? But that only just goes to show, <coughs> like, this sort of... Skill. Almost like this skill. Well, it's a trade. artisan. Mm. Proper it's a trade. trade, yeah. Right. A, bu- a builder will know if, if he's built that wall or he hasn't. Right? Yeah. From... Honestly, like, of the, I use a brand of scissors called Joel's, but I've always have. And I've got three pairs of them in uh, in my shop in Harford. Now I only use one of them, mm-hmm. um, and they all look exactly the same. And yeah, I can pick blindly. I can pick up which ones I use. It's the others just like that. Ain't yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they look them exactly the same. But yeah, I know no, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that's Plasters really say that about their trousers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I come from a plastering family, so that, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. And I, it's like when you were saying before about when people go to college. And what did you say they're in college like six weeks? They, they, some college courses do six weeks. I mean, um, the local colleges they do a year. Yeah. But it's not really a year, and you can do that whole year without actually doing a haircut. But if you compare that to other trades like plasterers or or chippies. Well, not you can't really include electricians because that's that's like health and safety thing. You can kill people, but like with like a chippies, plasterers, plumbers, like you wouldn't send them off after a year. Well, that's the thing is, you can actually do the plumbing, electrics, and courses in six weeks now too. What you can? Oh man, that's that's bleak. Yeah, you, you can. bleak. They can't do nothing, but they've got the paperwork to say they can do so. What? It's unfortunately. I do feel like the educational system is letting youngsters down mm. because the educational system to me is just a ticking box, that's it. Just to get them off. Hard graph and discipline yeah. is all they need. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just think, like, you know, I, <laughs> it's quite ironic because I haven't got any kind of DIY genes. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I think I'm, well, as part of me, it feels I'm adopted. Because I am unlike anybody in my family. Like all the males in my family are all have all got this like DIY. They're all like really good at DIY, and I'm ho- I'm genuinely hopeless. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy anything about it. It's because you need patience, mate. I ain't got any patience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm good at picking colours, and I could sort of like furnish a room, but like it's all the it's all the graft. I can't. Yeah, you know, whereas all the rest of my, like, you know, my uncle and my granddad were, pl- well, my uncle still is a plasterer. Um, my brother was a plasterer. Um, my cousin was a plasterer. All these people, they're all, like, naturally good at... My brother built a, um, like, a music studio in his garden. 
like didn't even think twice about it. It's just like I I, I wouldn't even have a clue about that. I wouldn't. It just I goes. I think you'll get bored with plastering, though. I don't think I'd have lasted as a plasterer. Because you're right, it is quite repetitive. It's hard graft. It really is heavy and hard. And my uncle, he's an absolute natural at it. And he ma- he's one of these people that will actually make you think that it's easy. It really is. It's, that's what's annoying about good plasters. They, it makes it, I've tried plastering. Mm. Useless at it. It's hard. Absolutely useless at it. Yeah. Good plastering. Like, makes it look so smooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he can't cut hair either. It's, so. it's, exactly. <laughs> it's the same with barbering, yeah, right? right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've sat there my whole life having haircuts and uh, locked down. Right, I get some clippers and try and cut my lad's hair. I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. Not a clue. Yeah. It, oh, all, it all come off. The man of people was phoning me during lockdown. Said, Can you talk me through how to cut my husband's hair? No, I can't. No, <laughs> it's impossible. I cut my daughter's hair in lockdown. Cut Daisy's hair. Yeah, that was that was really hard. She actually asked me to do it as well, and I and um, there was part of me that had that sort of gung ho attitude of thinking, well, she's got long hair, so it's not like I'm having to sort of like you know blend anything in. So I'm literally just cutting across. No, how wrong was I? First time I cut my son's hair, for right, I started the fringe. Held his fringe down to his forehead. Yeah, <laughs> just cut along like that. At least he didn't put a bowl on his head. He looked like um, what's his name? Is it Lloyd out of Lloyd Dumb and Dumber? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Now it's hard. It's really hard. But then when you're yeah when you're when you're in when you're in the chair, like you guys just sort of you do yeah. make it look easy. Well, I just want to say a massive thank you to Mark to you, Martin. Oh, you're very welcome, Hank Martin. Yeah, Martin <laughs> Hank Berry. Many, many Actually, could have called you Chuck, couldn't he? Has anyone ever said that? Uh, a Chuck Berry. They've called me a lot, but not, <laughs> not Chuck. <laughs> yeah. No, basically, thank you so much for coming. You're very welcome. I really, really appreciate you coming. And um, I realise this is sort of uh, something a little bit out of the ordinary and coming here as well. Although you know this place a bit. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. We, we um, do. Like I said earlier, we do a lot with the, with the university trying to, again, make the students aware of men's illnesses and cancers mm. and yeah. like, men's health in general. Right? And... Uh, and men are off now, but it's, yeah, we do a lot of here. Yeah, oh, that's to try and publicise that, and we do it for free. <laughs> like, yes, we don't, we're not like the other ones that they, <laughs> a lot of these are trying to, to get involved here, but we do it all for nothing. That's fantastic. It's really, really good, and you know, I'll still be coming to you. And Freddie's, he comes on his own now. Oh yeah, yeah. I see. I've been made redundant with Freddie. Yeah, yeah. He goes I've got nothing in common he? with him no more. Uh, I'm, I'm the old guy in there. Yeah, it was so funny because when, <laughs> when he used to come to you, like I used to sit there. He always, I always make him, made him go first. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he would, you would always either try and get a conversation out of him. Or he just wouldn't, because he's so shy. It's not that he thinks James, he really likes coming to see James. It's it's really, really good. I think that that's the fair with my boy, like, he's done amazingly well, like, within Mm. the thing, but he's been a lot, he's only 18. But uh, I think, big difference in him and others, he's been in that shop his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And he's literally adapted to the custom, like, in, like it deals with what I'm talking about. Mm. He's such, such an old barber in his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but he he's an absolute natural. You can culture. Just... <laughs> yeah, massively. Yeah. And he's like he's struggling because he's got his own apprentice now. Mm. He's struggling trying to get that apprentice to his thought processes. And I, I have to keep relating to him. He's like, you've been doing it your whole life. 
although you've only been cutting hair a couple of years, but you haven't. Mm. You've been here your whole life. He's out of college. So I'm trying to teach him mm. to teach. To I think teach that's him. key what you said, though, culture. Culture. I think it is all about a cult. It is a culture. Yeah, yeah. I think that sums sums the whole difference between a hairdresser's and a barber's up. It is the culture. Yeah, yeah, massively, yeah. You know? Thank Barbering. You. Barbering. Not just haircuts. No, it's barbering. <laughs> it's not hairdressing. It's barbering. It's barbering. I'll get that right from now on. Tonsurial artists. Tonsurial artists. <laughs> I think that's that, yeah, that should oh. be the name of this. This podcast. No, not really. The, the name of this episode. Of is what it means. Yeah. Um, no, thank you so much. I really welcome. do appreciate it. Thank and you. Um, long, may you, you, uh, long may you carry on and you keep on keeping on. It's fantastic. What you're doing is fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers, thank mate. You. Hi, once again, huge thanks to Martin of Mixed Barbers. You can find Mix online at mixbarbers.co.uk and on the usual socials. You can find the Lions Barber Collective at thelionsbarbercollective.com. I'd really recommend looking at their website. It's an absolutely fantastic cause. Please don't forget to like and subscribe at your usual podcast place, as well as subscribe to updates from us on www.gotohim.co.uk. See you on the next episode.